Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ramble On. My name is Marcus Speller. As if you didn't know, you little cheeky people. Today in the pod, we have a very special guest in the form of Peter Donaldson. Peter, make yourself known. Hello, I'm here. Uh, I'm currently inspecting a hair uh, mm-hmm. that I found on my person, and I'm trying to ascertain whether it is uh, uh, created in a lab or a dog hair. Mm-hmm. I think it might be created in a lab, though. It's trying to masquerade as a dog hair. Uh, okay, for when you said a hair, I thought you meant like one of them rabbit things. No, those rabbit things. I enjoy that you refer to <laughs> a hair as one of those rabbit things. Very enjoyable. Well, how would you? How would you describe? How would you kind of if if someone ran up to you in the street and they yeah, were from near my hair. planet and went, yeah, what? What, what, what? Describe a hair to me quick. I've got five seconds before I'm beamed back up, and I need to know. Rabbit from Sweden. Because <laughs> like Swedish people are bigger, aren't they, and longer? So yeah, just Scandinavian rabbit. Scandinavian, Scandinavian rabbit. Scandinavian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I reckon there's probably something to that. And I'm gonna. And if anyone's listening who is uh, has got even even on nodding terms with how genomes and animals work, let us know. Are Scandinavian what? animals slightly bigger and more mm-hmm. rugged? I assume people listening to this are uh, on on terms nodding terms or, or more with genomes and all that kind of stuff because this is our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> exactly. We're talking Intelligent about these people. are our, these are the finest people. people. Of means yes, exactly, exactly. And for their. Um, for their sort of uh, reward, if you like, for being uh, mm, Patreon sins. subscribers, then uh, we give them these Ramble On episodes, among other things. And today's Ramble episode, Peter, Ramble On episode, I want you to talk to me and them, us, if you will, about your favourite ever Newcastle United footballers, because oh. I think this will be entertaining. Well, I, I mean, the thing with um, anyone who's listened to uh, the Football Ramble for the last however many years will know precisely which footballers I absolutely love. Um, mm. So to your Les Ferdinands and your, you know, your, your, your Peter Beers and stuff like that, um, Sons, his recent exploits as a manager and slash, mm-hmm. um, you know, youth team manager. But um, I think... You said as a player. We're not I talking think, about yeah. what he did as a manager. <laughs> yeah, true. Can I think, you separate I think the player from the manager? Manager from the crime. I don't know. The um, Well, I mean, I can't in this because I think he's... Was he a player? No, he's Coach. Um, I think with, with Newcastle, there's always those kind of players that, because they because the whole team underwhelms or certainly doesn't achieve much uh, when it comes to cups and league titles and stuff like that. Um, every decent player could be generally regarded as being a bit of a cult favourite because all of the players are cult favourites. Everyone from mm. Jonas Gutierrez to Nicolas Stab asked to whoever like they're all kind of like players that you sort of go right they're not world beaters mm. by the virtue of the fact they're playing at Newcastle United they're, they're naughty they're scrappers they're they're um, scoundrels you know and and uh, Alan Pardew sort of made the point that Newcastle United are the sort of football they're at the level where they can only sign these kind of ne'er-do-wells so we end up like mm. having like a, a constant kind of uh, um, conveyor belt of players that have been a bit naughty elsewhere. They've spent a bit of time, you know, <laughs> trying to angle for a move from their club and stuff. So it, it's all, um, so it's all relative. Uh, so mm. I just like, I just like caveat with some of my choices with that. I love these players, um, not necessarily because of what they've done at Newcastle, just because they sort of engendered a spirit of um, fun and uh, hard work, and I respect that immensely. <laughs> Is there any other points that Alan Pardew made about Newcastle United that you agree with? No, pretty much every other one was him just explaining mm. why um, he lost so many football matches. I think he blamed the Olympics at one point. 
I do think he won League Managers uh, Association did, Manager of the sorry, Year yeah, at did, Newcastle yeah. United. Yeah. True. So it wasn't all I think bad. he might. I think he might have won it at, uh, at at Palace as well. No, I think he won it the first couple of mm. first couple of months that he arrived at. Uh, you might Palace. want to check that. Might want to check that. <laughs> he exactly defended very well. He defended his defended title. His title yeah. <laughs> yeah, Palace. Yeah. <laughs> so go on, Ed. I want to hear your first Newcastle United player, Peter. That is one of your favourites. Let's start uh, off with a big one. <laughs> Start with a big one. Uh, Go on, Antoine Sibierski. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely. <laughs> a notable egg. Yeah, yeah. Big notable. Big, big notable egg vibe. He um, he scored on his debut in the UEFA Cup. He was signed on uh, deadline day, I think. Or, or he certainly signed on a free transfer anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was just a bit like, oh my god, we. I didn't realise this was our level. Uh, signed um, from. Um, I think Man yeah. City, I want to Manchester say. Manchester City, yeah. I mean, yeah. you didn't think of a friend, of a, a guy who'd played for the France Olympic team in 1996 <laughs> was your level, but but clearly Newcastle were going places. But then. he just looked at, but it, but they needed goals on the side, and they didn't manage. Uh-huh. And, and and he signed it. It was just like, oh, that's a bit uh-huh. late. It's a bit shaky kooky. Remember when he signed? It was a bit. It was a bit like that. But obviously, Anton Sibierski did uh, so much mm. better. And and you know, yeah. he, you know, I think he's got four goals in seven um, seven matches for uh, for Newcastle in in the European mm. campaign and he was he was only there for, for one season but mm. it, it takes something to leave such an indelible mark on, on people's psyches they, they, I'm not, I'm probably over-egging that one but yeah. I, I think every Newcastle um, fan would probably say that Anton Sibierski added a lot to the side he tried he was hard working he had a hell of a header on him and mm. uh, yeah he's just a bit of a bit of an unlikely goal machine sort well, of and, a, and an unlikely <laughs> and an unlikely name in this feature to be honest with you I didn't think we would hear his name because he yeah. played for one season I mean you call him a goal machine he scored three league goals yeah, season. but he was he was many European uh, solution effectively. He had a, he? he had a bit of a decent partnership with Obafemi Martins as well, who probably also sits under that kind of like weird um, kind of in between times for mm-hmm. Newcastle United, where we just didn't really have a, a, a guarantee. Uh-huh. Striker would always put them away because yeah. um, obviously, obviously, our friend Martin spent a lot of time injured. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it's probably due to his age. Uh, a lot of people don't say that, <laughs> but uh, no, he was. He was. He came. He came. I think he signed two two hours before the end of the transfer window. He signed oh. on a free year. He scored quite a few goals. He was quite a good um, kind of hold up man. Quite a good support player for uh, mm-hmm. Obafemi. And uh, yeah, the, 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 he uh, he asked for a two year contract and. Um, they wouldn't give him it, so he went to Wigan. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, he did so well after that Newcastle <laughs> stint, he went to Wigan. Um, I mean, he did win the uh, Intertoto Cup at Newcastle United, though, yeah. Newcastle that year, were the overall winners, as it's uh, exactly. described. That's what I'm so, talking about. Exactly, so he had, he had a great time there. Who, who else there, then, Peter? We move on from Sibierski and we move into... Uh, Peter Lovenkrantz. <laughs> again, okay. again, you know, he spent... A decent amount of time. Um, he struggled with injuries a little bit, but his, you know, 63, 63, um, I'm looking at it now, 63 he was an older matches. Footballer. He was an older footballer. Oh, 60, 60, yeah. 63 <laughs> uh, matches, 29 goals. Not bad for a Newcastle United striker we, at a time where we were struggling. That is decent. And, 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 and he was he was very much a big part of us getting back into the uh, Premier League around the turn of the turn of the decade. So he, he, was, he was, wasn't particularly big, but he could... Um, 
again, he was one of those players who who showed a bit of ambition and and and, and had a good header on him, and uh, he scored some decent goals. And um, I'm fairly certain he may have scored in the derby as well, which obviously gets mm-hmm. very excited when it comes oh, to it Newcastle United versus Sunderland. So, so the championship, I think, both times I've really really enjoyed because Newcastle looked like they could win any match, mm-hmm. uh, and they frequently did, quite frankly. Um, and uh, yeah, Peter Lovenkrantz was a, was a big part of that. And those kind of players were Peter Lovenkrantz, um, yep. Kevin Nolan as well. Um, uh-huh. You'd sort of see who who would sort of spend a lot of time just camped out in the box, and they'd always and they weren't particularly kind of aggressive forward players. Kevin Nolan probably less so, but he uh, he, had a, he, he would had a bit of pace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but, but he, he wasn't particularly like aggressive, and he wasn't an out-and-out striker, you would say. And mm. uh, yeah, I, just, I love Peter Lovenkrantz. He's a decent, he won, decent he won, player. He won a fair few trophies at Rangers, as, you, as you'd expect. I remember him playing mm. out there a bit. Uh, apparently, according to his Wikipedia page, he's a fluent speaker of English. He developed a Glasgow accent during his time with Rangers. I like it. I mm. like it. I love it when players um, develop, a, develop the accent from the place that you just wouldn't really expect effectively. Mm-hmm. It's quite hard to speak in the best of times to Glasgow accent. I can't do it. It's, it's, it's tricky. His, his full name is Peter Rosenkranz Lovenkranz. A lot of crans in it. Yeah, which and is something we've all got behind. And his favourite berry is Yeah. Okay. Very enjoyable. Peter, n- next player. I'm going to go for a bit of a classic. Um, Philippe Albert. Very ah, much. Now you're, now very. You're when you sort of look at a player who sort of sums up everything uh, there is to sum up about about the uh, Kevin Keegan's um, sort of crazy uh, team of attack, attack, attack footballers. He was a player uh-huh. who brought it out of of, of the centre back position. Um, mm. Like a modern John Stones, like a, like an old school John Stones. Oh, he was the, very much the talking. blueprint for that kind of uh, that kind mm. of footballer, bringing it out. And um, some of the passes he would put in, some of the goals he would score. I mean, obviously, you talk about the Manchester United one, but he, he's got a couple of other absolute beauties. Loved a dink, loved an outside of the left um, pass, uh, and he'd just frequently find himself on the edge of the box. It was just a joy to see, a joy. Yeah, he was in 1994 when Histro Stoichkov won the Ballon d'Or. Mm. Uh, he was, he was playing up there, for. Wasn't he? <laughs> he's playing for. He was nominated. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he, uh, well, he would. He had a, he had an incredible um, uh, World Cup '94, didn't he? For, yes, he for, was uh, playing for Belgium. Very, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, they, they said that apparently his him um, him moving to. Uh, to England over Italy because obviously Italy was the mm-hmm. was the premier competition at the time. So yeah, um, he was uh, he came from Andalek because he he didn't want to play on Sundays because he's a bit of a party boy. <laughs> 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 and Syria obviously plays a lot of games. On, excuse me, uh, plays a lot of games on uh, Sunday, and uh, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to play on a Saturday night. Wonder, uh, he didn't want to sort of play on a Saturday night. I wonder why he went to Newcastle United. Then. Oh, My I've heard a few but... stories about him, and he just sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> can, can you can you tell anybody? Can you can no, you tell anyone? No, I cannot. No, okay, uh, okay. Let's, tell me about uh, him being unable to buy a house. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Unli- unwilling uh, or unable to buy a house in the Newcastle yeah. area. That's, that's, that's all we need. That's all we need. And uh, <laughs> that, I mean, that, that goal against uh, Manchester United alone, does he deserves to be in there. Uh, Peter, next player? Uh, I'm going to go for, I think, um, James Perch. How many have you got? 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know how many I've written down. I've got one more after this. Does that make sense? Okay, how many, that's how fine. Many no, do that's grand. Is that all right? No, that, um, that's grand. Perchino. I forgot all about Percinio. him. Well, my favourite player growing up was Scott Sellers because he just played everywhere. He just had this incredible left foot. He hell of a free kick on him and stuff. And and he played in every position. Same with mm. Lee Clark. Same with Steve Watson back in the day with his uh, oh, yeah. around the world. Steve kind Watson of, was everywhere. Steve Watson. He, I think he played yeah. every position apart from. No, I know he played in goal. I think he played he every position apart from like right back or something. It's something weird like that. He's played yeah, everywhere. I think you're right. Just mm-hmm. a talk, just a complete footballer, as complete a footballer as a as a team have just been promoted can can have. But yeah, he was incredible. And and James Perch kind of like had that had that in him. He, he played absolutely anywhere, and he was just kind of like utility man. He, he, he joined. When, when it. you say that he was a complete footballer, was it not just? Bad tactical instruction. Yeah, you'll do. Yeah, your yeah, left exactly. foot. You I can mean, go yeah, out on the left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, more probably what it is. But yeah, yeah. Purchase. Yeah. Um. At a time when, like, um. Obviously, Newcastle United. I mean, weren't at the best, but they had they had some decent players, and and, and I think I think he was around when when they finished fifth in the league. But yeah, Perch was just like all over the place. He just worked so bloody hard, and he would he you know he wouldn't get he wouldn't get sniffy about playing in any position, and that's so rare. Uh, well, in, in the modern game, because <laughs> he's he just can. happy to play. Just happy to play. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that about footballers. I like that about utility players. You don't, you don't see them as often anymore. You don't see them. Um, you know, you don't see players just kind of like shipped around the entire team. But, but Perch played midfield, defence, everything. Sometimes it works out quite nicely. Like Anthony Martial is now a striker, whereas he was a bit sort of farmed out on the wing. If my mm. memory serves me correctly, I may be wrong mm. in that, but I think he was. Whereas he's kind of benefit. He's gone. Oh, it's a bit of a result. I get more time in front of goal and I have to do less running. But <laughs> yeah. well, he's, oh, well, he's playing just... like it at the moment. Yeah, maybe not less <laughs> running. Um, uh, Perch, he's, his only goal for Newcastle United was in a 4-3 defeat to Manchester United at Old Trafford. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> I remember. And, people, and, and, and fans of big clubs won't perhaps understand this, but if you're a Newcastle United fan, you go away to Old Trafford and you lose four three. Mm. Other than in in say you know the mid nineties, that's a that's a brilliant day out. Uh, I oh, used to work yeah. with a Crystal Palace fan who he there was he was the only Palace fan. There was a couple of you know your typical Southern Manchester United fans in the office, and he went. He used to go p- watch Palace home and away, and he went up to see them against Manchester United at Old Trafford, and Palace lost five two. This was this was years ago, mm. and at half time it was two all. Um, and I think Manchester United, the, the, the Palace keeper, I forget who it was, saved a penalty. And then, of course, eventually Manchester United, they, they kind of break through and they go on and, and win the game 5-2. And he comes into my office on Monday and the Man United fans are going, oh, unlucky 5-2, eh? oh, you went all the way up there. And he was like, I, I had a brilliant day. I don't I yeah, think I you understand this. <laughs> I yeah, so I my, my team scored two goals at half time. It was two all. Well, keep them saved a penalty. We, we, we're going to lose. Like you go there, you know you're going to lose. Can we just kind of like get, get a bit of perspective? A bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they they just didn't understand it. And I remember thinking, lovely. That's you know. Yeah, that is brilliant. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what you want for crying out loud. Yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when we went to Senior Castle versus Fulham, and I think Ben that was five scored. two. Yeah, Ben Arthur scored a scored a decent goal, and it was really yeah. windy and stuff, and we were having a good time. Yeah. I thought that was a really good I day. Out. 
You know, it's, 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 it was. It's it's insane to see that amount of goals. <laughs> Whoever puts yeah, them it's, in, it's, you can't get beaten. Whatever, though. it's fine. No, it's, it's not. It's not quite the same as the photos of Old Trafford. Fine, <laughs> fine, but <laughs> we saw Fulham. We saw Fulham host Newcastle twice, and each time Fulham won. They won one nil and five two. I remember. Mm. Was that the one? Uh, was that are. the one in the the first match of the Championship, Fulham? Um, I want to say was that the first match of the I Championship? Can, I can't remember. Last I think the five two was down. in. I think five two was in the Premier League. But anyway, mm. anyway, next player, Peter. This is your um, penultimate one. My penultimate one. Okay. Uh, oh, is it right? Okay, I'm in trouble then. I need to add another player. Uh, check Teote. Oh no, no, check Teote. No, no. Sorry, I thought that, you said Perch was your penultimate one. Yeah, that was my penultimate one. This is my last one. Oh, your last one. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, this is the you last can chuck one, yeah. in as many as you want, but let's, nah, let's, let's, let's do it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Czech okay. obviously uh, the late, uh, yeah, great yeah, Czech yeah. He, He, um, I think he spent seven, eight years with Newcastle and then went to China mm-hmm. and sadly passed away at, at the at the you know peak of his fitness, you'd probably say. And, and um, he was, again, one of those footballers that, by virtue of the fact that they for Newcastle, they are a cult hero. And... Yeah. Um, He'll obviously be remembered most fondly for the uh, for the goal he scored against Arsenal in the four all draw oh. um, to, to to level it at the death, uh, which is just one of the most astonishing football matches that, that, that I've seen in my lifetime. And um, mm-hmm. uh, he he tried that for the next three seasons. <laughs> this yeah, yeah, exactly. He tried whacking that those from players. Yeah, he didn't. I think he only played 150, 60 times for us, and he um, and he was there for seven years. So you would probably he was injured for a lot. Um, but his first season for Newcastle was just imperious. Mm. He, he we we thought, oh my god, like he is he. We won't be able to keep hold of him. And Arsenal were obviously sniffing around as well as they do any uh, any footballer we've bought for slightly cheaper than you'd, you'd you'd probably expect. But he he mm. he came from I think is it Feyenoord I, I want to say, um, and uh, uh, twenty. He, Twenty was it right? Sorry, um, and uh, he absolutely just bossed it. The most ferociously mm-hmm. uh, aggressive, um, quick uh, player, like guaranteed a ye- guaranteed a yellow card. Not so much in the in the mm-hmm. early days, but certainly later in his career when he just he started to lose a bit of the fight and a bit of the pace and a bit of the fitness. Um, I th- he just looked unfit half the time when he, when he when he came out of the pitch. But he'll obviously be fondly remembered for 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 um, the, the 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 four all and. Um, he, he should he should have scored. There was another goal uh, that he should have scored uh, in um, twenty fourteen against Man City, uh, where mm-hmm. he absolutely leathered it. Um, Joe Hart was apparently unsighted. Uh, you know, so, so uh, Joe Hart's image was confused by Johan Guffran apparently, even though he wasn't really close to him. Uh, but Czechoslovakia scored an absolute bullet, uh, and he should have counted. <laughs> and the referee chalked it off to uh, to, to, to Johan Guffran's interference, and it was really annoying because he really deserved it because he'd been trying that for months and months and months yeah. but um i, I love check VA, var would have uh, overturned that decision. probably yeah 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 probably so there you go but uh-huh. uh yeah, yeah. it was a was a was a absolute warrior um and one of the most hardest one of the hardest working players uh we had at a time where we didn't have a lot of that a lot of bite in midfield um especially mm. when like you and who's a bit more of a, a classy midfielder, you'd probably say. <laughs> Teota did all the doggies and, and, and he was uh, he was just such an important part of that side that they'd that, that got to got to the heights of fifth and tenth or whatever. <laughs> mm. He he was he was uh, had an enormous amount of bite. He's hard it's hard to think he was only thirty when he died. I mean, blimey, mm. it was only sort of three and a half years ago. He did win the Africa Cup of Nations with uh, Ivory Coast. 
which is quite mm. nice. It was the, the Ivory Coast, they'd taken a while with all those great teams, with all those you know, Drogba's and Toure's and all that kind of stuff. So he was he was a part of the team that eventually won it, yeah. But, oh, yeah, what a player. I mean, that moment alone against Arsenal, he deserves to be in there. He's got <laughs> yeah, to be in there. I, we, we've got a surprising amount of kind of deceased footballers, really, like Toure and Speed and... and um... Palasanacek as well. It's 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 mm. a weird kind of um, it's a weird situation. I'm not going to say curse, but like it's a it's a sad uh, state of affairs that Newcastle have lost so many um, footballers so mm. young. Very very sad. Yeah, but their places are in the history books, mm-hmm. and they are legends at Newcastle United, Peter, and rightly so. Indeed. And rightly Indeed. so. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you about all this. And no mention for Celeste Ferdinand because what did he ever do? What did he ever do? Frankly? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? Who wants to hear me talk yeah, about the press? Nobody. Man, he's the best footballer ever lives. Well, you know, we, <laughs> I thought, sexiest man. I thought Dubrav might get a mention, but you know, you can only mention we're so many. A, we're having a big old. Uh, I mean, what what is Newcastle, Marcus? What do you let me? Let's get your take on this before go on, you go on, go on. Uh, Like, what? Who's going to get the gloves, Martin Dubravka or his mm. understudy, who's playing very well at the moment? Well, big Darlow, big KD. Mm. I think you've got to give it. I think Darlow's got it at the moment, but as soon as he slips up, Dubravka's in there. <laughs> the thing, as... the thing is, though. If we had uh, a a decent team, if we had a team that was set up properly, Dubravka has mm-hmm. the shot stopping of Caldaro, but yeah. his delivery is much, 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 much better. But at the moment, Steve oh, Bruce, I was going to say, potatoes, he's yeah. you know we don't really need it. So there's problems. There's problems. They're right from top to bottom of that side, <laughs> and, and, the, and the cho- and the choice of goalkeeper is only just symptomatic. Yeah. 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 Well, well, the cho- I mean, the choice. It's, it's nice. It's a nice problem to have. But uh, yeah, we, we, Newcastle have never had a, a, a goalkeeper crisis. It's one of mm. the few crises we're, we're just not we're just not party to. Mm. Well, because you always had Steve Harper there. Yeah, you exactly. could always step in. You know, my Cooper. Um, it is. It's a lovely problem to have Darlow or Dubravka. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much mm. for listening to Ramble On and to Pete Donaldson talking about his Newcastle United favourite players. An absolute pleasure, my good man. Have a lovely rest of the day. You've earned it. I haven't. See you soon. (laughs) This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 